What's good? What's popping? It's your girl, Drea G. It's your girl, the Black Rogue. And we are the Grits. What's going down? What's going on? What's going on with you first? Girl, life. It is fourth quarter for me. It's a busy time of year. I haven't had a lot of time for play. And so I've been just getting my business together, getting my mental together for how I want to go into 2024, finishing out, you know, the rest of the year strong, still home in Texas and like visiting with family. And I'm trying to debate if I'm going to be here till until Thanksgiving or if I'll go home like during, because like with what I do, I can do some like online stuff. So I'm really just chilling, man, Um, working, grinding and just kind of being around family is so much crazy stuff going on in the world. And, um, you know, have you been so, cooking? You've been cooking for your family, child? I have been cooking for my family, girl. All right. I, I got some things in the works, too. And so, you know, being home, being around family has definitely like sparked up some ideas and some things that I will be bringing into fruition come 2024. So it's actually been very good in that sense. You and- got a cookbook. No, I don't have oh, a cookbook. Okay. And believe me, I wouldn't tell y'all my plans just yet until they're actually like concrete and what I got going on. So y'all will be the first ones to know uh, once I am ready to announce what I got going on. So for sure. What about you, girl? Girl, I I left uh, homecoming. I went to PV homecoming this past weekend. It was my first time ever going to their homecoming. And when I tell you I had a good ass time, that shit was a little lit. The beauty of going to HBCU is seeing how, like, mm-hmm. you know, you visit another HBCU and seeing how they do their thing compared to yours. And it's totally different. Like, they really tailgate. That's not our swag for FAMU, but they swag is fine, too. They shit was lit. And there's so many cuties. And, you know, I gave my number to a couple of these cuties. And I was just like, damn. I was a bad bitch. I felt like a bad bitch out there. And I love the fact that, you know, I come back to the South I'm getting hyped up because in New York, I be having these conversations with you all the time, how I feel like niggas ain't approaching my ass, but I come to the South and I'm getting approached and niggas is hyping up me up, telling me how fine I am as where in New York, they just want me to approach their asses. So, you know, they are like bad bitches, but I'm just saying, I, I love it. Right. And so those are some good points. And so I wonder like, why are you considered like more appealing in one region or you feel like you have more people that you appeal to in one region as opposed to it's not feeling girl it's the actuality like in new york city you've been around me i barely get uh like approached in new york but in the south for some reason like i can be pretty much anywhere outside of new york and dudes will come approach me they'll give me compliments and it's just different you know i don't know what energy i'm giving off but it's not just in the south it's dc too i'm getting approached by people in dc but you know i don't know what what i'm giving what bad energy i'm giving in new york i don't know what it is i don't know maybe i'm just not the new york niggas type Maybe that's what it is. And I do want to ask you, do you feel like the the mental connection that you get 
as opposed to New York City, like in other regions, you know, how is that? Do you feel like you connect with people like in that sense? Yeah, I do. I, I, you know, I'm a Southerner. Most people relate to whatever culture they're in. Like if you're Caribbean, you're going to relate to people that's also Caribbean. If you're African, you're going to, you know, you're going to have, you have those similarities. So I feel like me being a Southerner, just I just like a man approaching me and you know that's the southern culture men go after what they want like in new york i feel like i don't know if it's nowadays age but the women are more aggressive than southern women so they tend to go approach the men that they want to you know date or whatever and i don't do that so i don't know if that's you know the differences and you know it's just a different culture but i definitely feel like i vibe more with southern man and not to say that i I didn't never wanted a new york nigga like i used to you know be a big fan of new york niggas but it's just like they just the culture is just so different to where it's not it's not attraction for me and i guess they're not attracted to me as well so understood it's it's interesting because i've heard other women that are like from the south and maybe their viewpoint is maybe they feel like they connect more like mentally with up or east coast men as opposed to you know men from the south and i say that these are women that have lived on the east coast for for years for decades Mm. and they may just feel like they have a little bit more of a i don't know a sophistication maybe for them they may feel like like new york niggas are more sophisticated than southern niggas sometimes they do they Girl, feel like they need to get slapped because that's a like, damn lie. Sometimes they feel like the values are different. They feel like, well, I'm not necessarily the girl that's, you know, home, uh, you know, graduated, stayed at home and, and ready for, for marriage and kids. I've heard that. Um, so it's just it's different. You yeah, know, I don't know. Them them niggas in New York, they got baby mamas, they got kids, they got families. Why they don't why don't I know so like I don't understand what's like how are these way more sophisticated than these southern kings because if anything these southern kings they're gentlemen but we we're going to talk about that in the southern sound off but I'm just saying they they treat you I mean different strokes for different (laughs) folks and we'll get into it so yes bet all right well I'm glad that you are having fun up and down your HBCU network homecoming uh I don't know if if you've been been to every damn right (laughs) college right like you an undergrad like you done hit your three and four in a row so must be nice sis uh but back to the land of the living uh before we kick it off and get into anything else let's get into our roll call shout out to all our fellow grits across the states tuning in and supporting whether you're in georgia kentucky north carolina south carolina alabama florida louisiana tennessee or texas like us uh shout out to the grits across the globe Shout out. Yes. And so, you know, this is going to bring it up to our pour it up this week. And, you know, we got to pull up to things that are notable in, in the world. And so kicking it off, Tasha, what are we kicking it off with this week? Uh, so I just want to give a shout out to Keith Lee. You know what? I didn't even know who this man was. I'm going to be real because, you know, I don't live in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that he was like this big influencer that reviews restaurants and stuff like that. But he went viral lately because he reviewed one restaurant and they didn't know who he was. And they, it, they people felt like it was some type of shade. And then 
I started looking at his reviews and then he reviewed Candy's restaurant. I started following him and I feel like, you know, there has been a need of food critics in our community and we're not like hating on our restaurants, but you know, like the white community, they have food critics and shit. I feel like more power to them. A lot of times I, I want to know like, oh, how the service is, how this restaurant right. is before I even go to the restaurant. And a lot of times like we just look online and we see a pretty fly wall Oh, we see some pretty shit and we think that the restaurant, the food's going to be good. The service going to be good off what we see on Instagram. Not when I. in reality, the shit ain't even good when you get to the restaurant. It's not like, I, dang. Not I. I look at reviews and to your point, I commend this young dude because, you know, he seems like a pretty solid, straight up type of, he seems like he, he's got a good head on his shoulders. I saw a video or two and his disclaimer is always like, I'm not a celebrity. Uh, I'm an influencer. I do food reviews, but like you said, it is very much needed, I think, in our community. And I'm going to tell you this with our Black-owned businesses. Just because uh, we skin folk, it does not mean that we have to support you. You need to actually be providing a service. And I feel like with a lot of Black businesses, uh, we don't understand that one hand washes the other. And to get support, you, you got to give support. We're the ones that are helping to circulate the dollar, keep dollars in our community. So the least that you can do is provide quality. You are service, service yeah. quality service and a quality product. I want us to stop using that as a scapegoat. Like just because this is a black owned business, it doesn't mean that I have to support you because if your service is subpar, if the quality of whatever it is that you're selling is subpar, no, I'm not going to just support you. So shout out to Keith Lee. Yeah, well, I'm a little iffy about this type of subject because, you know, a lot of black businesses, we don't have the luxury as white businesses and the connections is them. But at the same time, like with Keith Lee, taking constructive criticism mm -hmm. from people like him and then from people that attend your restaurants and trying to change it up and switch it up, you know, and actually taking it in and be like, okay, it's something that we can approve because at the end of the day, I am going to support y'all. But if y'all are not trying to improve your business, your your food is terrible and you have not supported it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not supporting mediocrity, period. And like I said, sometimes I feel like we as a community, we don't support each other enough and we we don't accept a constructive criticism. And it's interesting because a lot of our service business, whether it's a restaurant, whether somebody is doing your hair, whether somebody like, listen, I have a lot of gripe about that, like. When I've been home in Dallas looking for a stylist per se, like I don't like all this stuff that's online now. You got to book everybody online. And then mm -hmm. what they do is they like they put all these fees. It's like, hey, I get it, but I'm not going to let you price gouge me, period. And it's just interesting because when you had things like COVID come into place, people were real humble because they could probably barely pay their bills because they're a service-oriented business. So I just say that be humble, give good quality service, give good products, because I feel like that's kind of missing a little bit. And we don't just have to support you. And that's for right. anyone. All right. Moving right along. Uh, shout out to Keith Lee. So number two, I'm shouting out to the first Black female president at Harvard. In its 400 years of, you know, being established, Claudine Gay, 
she made history as Harvard's first black female president. So I think that that's super dope. Wherever we throw our hat out in the ring, uh, whether it's the president of a HBCU college or a PWI, like I just think that that is so amazing that it's a black woman that has made history being at this historic institution. So shout out to Claudine Gay. Number three. I'm shouting out to our fellow grids, you know, Miss Super Duper Fly, Super Duper High, Missy Elliott. She, over the weekend, she got inducted to the Rock Hall of Fame. And I want to say that she's the first black female hip hop artist to do that. So, so dope because she's so diverse. She's definitely been like an icon, a pioneer in her space. I mean, and to know that, you know, she came, she's a Virginia girl. She came up with a, a whole slew of talented people. It's just a testament to her her talent. Just her being a visionary. You know what I'm saying? Like, before Missy, we definitely, like, saw different facets of women. But, like, Missy definitely just brought a different vibe and flow into this. Not only was she a singer, a rapper, but a dope performer, had dope style. She just mm -hmm. was Visuals. the full package. Yes. A visionary. So... Shout out to, to our good grits, Missy Elliott. Shout out. Number four, we've been shouting out a couple of grits and a, a couple of fellow Southerners, but Busy Bees in Atlanta, this is like a well-known, very popular, sought-after soul food restaurant in Atlanta's uh, Busy Bees. Like, they're the first uh, Black soul food restaurant to receive a Michelin star rating. And Michelin star is like a top tier accolade when we talk about cuisine and fine right. dining. And so to know that this, this soul food restaurant with all this Southern goodness is, you know, been awarded that, I mean, not like they needed that because, you know, I hear that they lines be crazy, uh, you know, but their food is bomb. And so, you know, that's a testament to them. So shout out to Busy Bees on that Michelin star rating. Shout out to them. Lastly, number five, I'm shouting out to a group of young men that started a black bread company. They noticed that there was a gap in the market and they were like, where are the, the black bakers or where, where are the black bread companies? So these three young men, they partner together, seeing this gap in the marketplace and just kind of making it happen. And so I'm going to read what I found. Three entrepreneurs from Flossmore, Illinois, Charles Alexander, Mike, Mark Edmond, and Jamel Lewis have made history with the launch of Black Bread Company, the first ever Black-owned sliced bread company in the U.S., so the idea struck Edmund during the social unrest following George Floyd's death. While grocery shopping last year, he searched for a Black-owned bread brand, but to his surprise, none existed. So he says, I left the store frustrated and immediately hit up my boys to let them know we needed to change this, Edmund told Travel Noir. So longtime friends Louis, Edmund, and Alexander decided to team up, combining their entrepreneurial experience, um, entrepreneurial experience and skills to launch the first black-owned sliced bread company. So, however, it's not just about profit. 
The trio's primary goal is breaking industry barriers and promoting black ownership in underrepresented sectors. So shout out to those three. Very dope. They saw a gap and they said, hey, why not us? So shout out to right. them. Shout out to everybody that made our, you know, poe up list this week. I'm going to research them and see if they in like the local stores and stuff, mm -hmm. because I'm all about supporting, um, especially when it comes to food child. I'm all about it. Yep. On the flip side of that, you know how we do. We got to bless the hearts of a few unfortunate few that are just probably out in this world, just like running amok and uh, causing mayhem and being a menace. So number one on the bless your heart list this week. Okay. So my number one for my bless my heart list, I'm going to give it up to the city of Houston. I'm going to switch it up. So the city of Houston has been a really ghetto lately and I'm just going to be real. Like they were selling oxtails we saw mm. this week. And then just today, it was a long ass car chase all through 59 and they hijacked a tractor trailer. Well, it, it's <laughs> like really, I don't know what the fuck is going on out here, but people are losing their damn minds. And then not only was these two incidents, it was a shooting um, around the area of Prairie View. It wasn't it had nothing to do with their college, but it was a shooting. Uh, like seven people got shot and then they was doing wild shit at these homecomings out here in, in Texas and deep throating bananas. And, and it was just a lot of Houston. It, the energy is given very much low vibration yeah. uh, lately. You know what? I don't know if it's because the Astros and, you know, y'all I, I just don't know. I feel like y'all have been on a downward spiral these last couple of weeks. And I, I mean, I'm appalled because we don't do that in D-Town. You know, you damn lie. D-Town, stay lie. down. <laughs> it's a lot of them uh, Dallas people that's out here that live out here. And they was at that homecoming. So y'all crazy too out there too. Shit. I have no association with those people. So, uh-huh. All right. What's number two on the list? So number two, um, Congo. So, you know, I'm not fully educated on this, but I did see a video on Instagram where it's a lot of uh, riots that's going on right now in Congo. A lot of women are being assaulted and a lot of displacement and they're not getting enough coverage as they should compared to what's going on in Gaza and what was it, Ukraine. It's just really sad that, you know, when Black countries, when they face rebellion or crazy humanitarian issues or whatever that's going on in their countries, they don't get the shine at all. They don't get the news coverage. They don't get the help. They don't get the resources that they need. So I'm just want to bless my heart to the media that's not showing what's going on right now. And I'm literally looking at Black media publications that are talking about it, but the white media is not so and i just want to pray for everybody out there as well all right number three child we, like it's a lot of craziness going on in the world so in brooklyn in flatbush we both probably saw last week or it was a week before last week i think it was last week a it guy was last week. Mm -hmm. a neighbor was arguing with his neighbor because the music i guess his music was loud or they were being too loud they were so, too loud and they somebody uh bump back they you know they probably was stomping on the the floor above them dude came from downstairs it looks like and he was bamming on their door and kicked their door and the husband came out and man yeah killed and, killed this yeah. man for nothing and his son 
Mm. Killed both of them for nothing. And my thing is, Flatbush is already loud as hell. And the man ended up getting killed by the police. But it's sad because now everybody lost their father. And as black men, especially, it's really devastating when black men die. And I'm like, Flatbush is already loud as fuck. So why would you live in that community and you know it's loud? If your neighbor is being this loud, why are you confronting him? Just call the police and have the police handle that situation. And now this man is dead. He done basically killed his own damn self. Well, he got shot by the police, but, you know, he basically killed his own self because he was going crazy after murdering two people. That shit is sad, man. Very sad. And I was going to say, you know, to your point, there was another story that um, I literally just like read about like yesterday where a local woman in Flatbush as of 11-4, she was killed by her son and put in a box. Put in a black people? Yes. Was black people? Oh, Lord. The sons are going crazy. Black sons going crazy like that? Because it was in Flatbush. So most of the time is, you know, West Indian community. And I, I don't know the specifics, but um, she was found dead in a box and she lived with her son. And so the police have taken the son into custody. So, I mean, the world is crazy. That's what I'm saying. I'm just trying to like, just be around where the love is, be around family because it is so fleeting and it's so much crazy shit going on in the world from neighbors going crazy to to children slaying their parents. What is the world coming to? Ooh, something in the water. Something mm. in the water. Something in the milk ain't clean, honey. All right. Number four. What are we blessing our hearts oh, to? So I just saw Jada, the I don't even know what we call it, the baby mama, the uh, influencer girl. I just saw like a video of her being drunk in Dubai. And I'm like, haven't we learned yet from all the black people that's beginning in trouble in Dubai? Remember the little Texas black girl that got locked up in Dubai? How we learn how to act when we go to other countries? Like we should know how to behave ourselves. And people probably thought the shit was funny. I didn't even think the shit was funny. Like her being drunk in Dubai. Like they got clear laws that yep. says no public <laughs> intoxication. If her ass get locked up, she's being dumb as hell. Like you should know better. And then don't have these people in America protest for your ass when you do dumb shit. It don't make no sense. Like, we, we got to learn better. So I just want to bless my heart to her. I don't want to go nowhere where they got strict laws on drinking or smoking marijuana in their country. I don't or want no problems. Or being loud. You can't be loud there. I say, if you scream, you go to jail. Nobody got the time. I you won't see my ass. If I can't smuggle my weed, I really don't want to be there. So you right. So uh jada get like if you want to turn up sis i don't know but i don't i i know that dubai ain't necessarily the place for all that but you know to each his own number five so do you watch the new season uh of real housewives of potomac yet i hadn't but i'll i'm sure i'll binge watch it within the next couple of days so I watched the end of it. And so basically they're just talking about like the whole little Robin scandal when, you know, Robin uh, husband was paying for a girl at a hotel. And then he mm. said, I wasn't cheating. I was just, you know, she was mm. stranded. So I just paid for a hotel and left. So literally mm. her friends, gentleman. girl, bye. So literally her friends are, they have the sisters talk with her because they all been through, you know, marriages where they were cheated on and they literally see themselves in her. So they're trying to tell her girl, like, you need to stop being in denial, but they're being really nice about it. And she's giving every excuse in the book to this man. So I just feel like 
at the end of the day, if she want to be dumb, she's going to be dumb. But I want to bless my heart to her dumb ass because clearly, like, that man been cheating on her, not only with her, but also on the season. They said he was going to the nail salon with, with one of the coaches, with a, a girl. Why are you going to the nail salon with, with your coworker, your female coworker? That don't, that's not adding up. Something's not right. Like, I don't know any. any Something ain't clean in the milk. That's married. That's going to go to a nail salon with somebody that's not his wife. That's just like, he was fucking her too. So she's, she's dumb too. She's super in denial. Like if you want to be with a man that's going to cheat on you, don't be on national TV lying. Oh, he's, he's faithful. He wasn't cheating girl. Just be like, Hey, he cheated. He fucked up a couple of times. We talked about it. I let it go. I forgave him, but don't be on fronting, fronting to the people. I guess maybe, you know, some people be fronting to the world when that man be cheating on their asses because I don't know what it is, but don't be fronting you on TV, girl. Like, just be real. Keep it funky. Keep it funky, sis. And on that note, I do have an honorable mention for Poe Up, and I forgot because I want to put y'all on game. I watched the funniest Netflix special over the weekend, so I have to shout out. It's a it's a young comic, and he's out of Dallas, and he has a Netflix special. His name is Ralph Barbosa, and the special started streaming on October 31st. It's called Cowabunga. So if you're into stand-up and you got, you got Netflix, y'all should check it out. You know, that's my, my Texas homeboy. Not literally in the, I'm, I'm saying figuratively, but super funny, uh, super looks like a young cat. And I like that he repping my home city. Say Drea G put you on game, but go check it out. If you have not streamed Cowabunga, which is a comedy special on Netflix. All right, so that's going to bring us to our Southern Sound Off today. Last week's episode, episode 56, we gave our top 10 list for first dates, okay? And so we're going to continue in that vein this week, just something short and sweet. And we are talking about our top 10 qualities we need in a mate. What a man, what a man, what a man, no, what a mighty good man. So no, ma'am. Nobody got- told you to sing. Nobody <laughs> told you to sing. We, we need to be able to infuse music in here. And that's what I would like. Shoot or whatever that is. What a man. Okay. So um, we're going to kick it off today and just kind of discussing some qualities that me, Drea G, and the Black Rogue look for or we're looking for in a mate or a potential life partner or what have you. So, Yeah. Let's kick it off. We had to take inventory of what's important to us, what's attractive to us, you know, what gets us going, you know, what's right. provocative. And so number one on the list. God-fearing. God-fearing. Amen. And you know what? It's I'm glad that we both had this on our, our own individual list. And when we brought it together, it was like, okay, yeah, this is like number one. But God-fearing. Got a relationship with God. I mean, me personally, I haven't always leaned on that per se, but now, you know, as I'm getting older and I'm growing stronger in my own faith, I understand the importance of having a partner who has some spirituality because there are a lot of men out here nowadays that they don't have a lot of spirituality. And I feel like in New York City, some of the men that I've met, like in the South, faith, and church and things like that, those are 
you know, kind of baked into us. Now, it doesn't mean that these niggas not out here acting like hellions and heathens, right. but they at least have a relationship, have a, a reference point. Maybe their grandma made them go to church X, Y, Z, but it's carried over into their adult life. So they have some type of prayer life. But what even made me think about this was I was looking on social and I saw a meme uh, probably within the last couple of months, but it was like, send me a man that runs to God when there are problems with us and not other women. And that, I mean, it's so true because these people that don't have any type of spiritual connection, they don't have a prayer life or anything. Listen, I don't know what kind of energy you bringing into my fold. (laughs) Shit. Right. And then they be saying dumb shit. They be talking about, oh, well, uh, a man is supposed to do this and he's and a woman's supposed to do this. Where y'all getting that from? Because all that shit comes from the Bible. It comes from some type of religion. A lot of times they be like, oh, you know, I want my woman to be this way and she has to do this. She And I'm the leader. I'm the head of the household. Where is you getting that from? Like what religious scriptures are you getting all that shit from? Like they literally get it from nothing. If you don't believe in anything, so how can you tell me that a a man is supposed to even lead if you don't believe anything like where is you getting that from like right. what books are you reading to get that from and a lot of times they're not getting it from nothing at all but also when it comes to a spiritual man um i want a man that can pray for me like when i'm going through hardship like i got homegirls that pray for me i actually got a homeboy actually like when i whenever i'm having a bad day or i'm going through some real shit i had a homeboy that literally pray for me and I feel like that's the best relationship I want somebody I go to church with and shit we can worship excuse my language you know I'm still not all the way there you know with my spiritual journey but I want a man that I can worship with so that's very important to me as well what about that man that prayed for you you know that prayed up and down for you that prayed over you so your friend he couldn't be don't be trying me like that that's my homeboy I don't look at him like that but He's a good black man. I actually, he actually liked you. And you was the best the relation. Man. The best relationships start from, from friendships. I asked He's you your friend too, because, friend. because you were always asking me like, oh, well, why didn't you give them a chance? Like, relax. My nigga, no, they my difference. friend. No, a lot of my friends there, we're not, uh, what do you call it? Interested in each other, attracted mm-hmm. to each other. My homeboy was attracted to you. I wonder if we asked him if if he would say that he's not attracted to you. He's attracted to you, girl. He's my friend. He tells me about you all the time, but you don't want to give the man a chance. Well, because he's our friend, like you just mentioned. Girl, girl. Okay, there you go. (laughs) So a spiritual man, you know, for me, like I said, not necessarily in I don't because some people get scared away with the idea of like being religious. I want you to have a spiritual connection. I want you to have a spiritual walk. I, I want you to know how to pray. I'm not asking you to, you know, be some devout, whatever faith that you practice. But you do. Need I to am. Have a, OK, I well, think that's very important, though. Like it's very important for, you know, whatever religion you have. Like I'm a Christian as a Christian. It's very important to have a man that's also Christian, because if you have a man that maybe he has a different religious beliefs, you're going to be unequally yoked. And he both of y'all may be straying each other from y'all religion. Like if my man is a, a Muslim, then, you know, his beliefs may rub off on me. It's going to stray me from my faith. So I feel like, you know, especially in the Bible, you know, it's, they, they preach about this all the time. So it's Christians. We got to be with each other, you know, to build each other up, you know? 
That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to get too caught up into that argument because I know that there is some, it's not all black and white. There are some gray areas. I know people that uh, maybe they, they, they were raised on a certain particular faith and maybe they did marry someone and they converted to their faith. That's damn girl. I'm not converted to nobody I, outside of my di- Christian different, beliefs. Right. Different strokes for they different were, They wasn't even that. That mean that they wasn't even that devoted to their faith is you will let somebody convert you. So I'm just saying, like that that mean they was playing the fence or they really loved that person uh to where they, you know, converted a, to each other, but that's not converted me. to their faith. But and that's exactly why I need a Christian man, someone that's just like me. Okay, so there we go. So God fearing for me, have a spiritual walk, have a spiritual connection. Yeah. Okay. Number two, intelligent and intellectual. I know that you said educated. I know mm-hmm. that there are some people out here in this world, Beyonce, she, I mean, Beyonce, she didn't necessarily come from a, a background to where she was college educated and her mate didn't either. But guess what? He was intelligent enough to do X, Y, Z and make history in his field. So, I mean, I mean but you know what? That's another topic. Uh, But yeah, I'm gonna let you go. Yeah, because go for me, but in the real I, world, I mean, they both have money. They both have money to be able to do to, to go travel, to be able to learn a lot of different things. But that's a, another thing. Now, this is the thing. Do I want a, a classically educated man? Yeah, I would. But does he have to be? Can he be, you know, self-taught? Could he be traveled? Could he but have what not about from your experiences? I've dated men that didn't go to college. And they were. You felt like y'all both was there, like mentally. Um, maybe that person was older, and yeah, and I was able to learn something from them as well. But yeah, I don't feel like. See, maybe, and that's where me and you would differ. I'm not, you know, and and that's you, and those are your thoughts. But for well, I didn't say my thoughts. Yeah, I'm just asking you questions. Okay. Well, my thoughts are no. He doesn't have to be classically educated like that. But, (laughs) but within that, there are a couple of things. Because when I say intelligence, and I don't want to, I don't want to throw shade or offend nobody, but classically educated is different than necessarily just someone being intelligent, someone having enough mental aptitude, mental awareness, emotional awareness. I don't necessarily think that it has to be taught in the classroom. That's me in my perspective. But what I will say too, I don't, if we're not classically educated like that, I'm going to tell you, it, it, it's going to be some things that will rub me. Like your grammar, it better be on point. And sometimes um, I've dated people that maybe they didn't have the same educational background as me. But and those were some not sticking points that I necessarily said, because who wants to tell someone that? But, you know, those things do come into play. So it it depends on the person. But All that to say, I need my man to have some intelligence, to have some type of mental aptitude to where even if they were not classically trained, where they went to a four-year institution or X, Y, Z, you know what I'm saying? They were someone that they self-taught themselves. They traveled. Mm. Well, and that's my opinion. And so for you. From my experiences, I feel that at least when you go to a college, you know, you're around other, you know, other educated people or people getting educated so you can bounce out different ideas from, right? So I had a particular situation that happened with a, a guy who's not college educated. I don't even know what he does for a living. I think he's like a, um, 
a welder or some sort, something like that. So this dude is, he's a Caribbean Black American. Both his parents are from Trinidad, but he was raised in America. He's first generation. So he was talking shit about Black Americans, right? And he was trying to sound intelligent but he wasn't sounding intelligent at all. He was like, I do research. I read books, but you didn't go to college. You didn't go. I went to HBCU. Um, I, I got on the phone with my best friend who's an HBCU graduate. And we had this whole conversation about but a lot of dudes that I, I date, like um, that are not college educated, or maybe they went to PWIs. Maybe they didn't go to HBCUs. I don't feel uh, a connection with. I don't feel that we're mentally on the same wavelength. Mostly, most of the dudes I have dated haven't been college educated. So that's a lot of men <laughs> uh, that, you know, I just mentally were not there. And my best friend, he challenges me. We both went to the same college and we can have a discussion. We can disagree with things and it won't be no beef. But the dudes that I have dated in the past who are not college educated, when you disagree with them, they go off. They get upset. And it's like, nah, bro, like I'm not, I'm literally trying to educate you on a topic. And I'm okay with if it's something that I don't know that you you can educate me on. But if I'm trying to educate you on a topic and you get it all rallied up, get mad, then that's just like our mental level is we just on two different wavelengths. And that's just has been my personal experience. Um, but you said that you have dated older men and you feel like y'all mentally have connected that are not educated. And maybe that's it. I haven't dated older men. You know, they, I, I've dated uh, a plethora and I'm just simply saying that, you know, there are some college educated people that I've dated and they still a fucking jackass. And so I don't want to say that a college. I mean, degree, you can be rude, but I'm not. We're talking just, about I, like mental. Like I get able it. To relate but, to each other mentally. Like everybody can be rude, but mentally, it's not even being my connection is more with people that I find similarities with. And then. A lot of times it's my HBCU friends. Like, I feel like I don't know what it is. Like, my best friend even said some shit to me the other day. And I'm not trying to be classist because I feel like it's a lot of classism that's, you know, in this conversation right now. Don't judge me. But he was telling me that he feels like, you know, when you attend the HBCU, it's, it's low-key like our special Black Ivy League school. I get it. And where I it's like the conversations, like, we can talk about an array of topics without offending each other and get deep. People that... I feel that didn't go to my HBCU or didn't go to HBCUs in general. It's like the conversations just don't be there. Mm, I feel you. That's understandable. But I just say this, you know, some people could listen to us and they could, they could make whatever uh, assumptions or whatever from us. I'm just simply saying that I don't believe that everybody that is college educated, it doesn't make you an intellectual per se. <laughs> That's what I will say. I'm, I never said that. I'm just saying. And the there are, I, date right, my I got you. I got I you. I feel like a mental connection. I didn't say, oh, you got to be a, because I'm not like a genius or whatever, but I never said, oh, you got, you're so amazing. Smart. I'm saying the mental connection that I personally have has been with educated black men. Right. Like myself. I feel like I'm the sure. topics, even like when we talk about like, like we having conversations about just regular shit. I feel like the dudes, they, they want to talk about Kevin Samuels. They want to talk about basic shit, dating and, and shit like that, like cheating, like the dudes that I have dated that mm. don't have the education. 
but yet I can talk about politics and go deep with my my homeboys that went to college with me. We can like talk about all types of shit, history, and they can just flow knowledge, knowledge into me instead of just surface level conversation. And I don't right. know if that's why a lot of educated black women are single because you know when you look at the statistics, uh, they say that it's harder for educated black women to get married. And I don't know if that's the case because you know we're not connecting with people mentally as well yeah i mean that that could definitely be an argument but for me intelligence some emotional aptitude like i said whether you went to school or not because if you were able to get you a trade and you built a multi-million dollar business from the ground up that set that shows that you got some ingenuity you got some mental capabilities and aptitudes but i understand completely what you're saying yeah as you well. may have that but are also going to mentally connect like you know you right, have all listen, the money right. in the world I, well I have dated men that made a lot of money for instance mm-hmm. this latest dude uh he lives in a certain city he's not he's not educated does not have a a degree at all I literally stopped talking to him because mentally we we are not connecting and I could I date you. a dude that's educated that may not make that much money and we would have a more connection than somebody that that making money that's not educated I'm just saying Got you. I just I, I just asked for some mental savvy and uh, again, some some wherewithal, some mental aptitude where I can see you put some shit together. And so that, you know, those are the things. So, OK, intelligence, intellectual, educated. Number three, for me, ambitious. That's kind of right on par with, you know, you being intelligent you having enough mental aptitude, emotional awareness, things like the ambition. I'm attracted to ambition, you know? So again, whether you have a classic, whether you're a PhD, whether you're a JD, whether you're a physician, whether you're an entrepreneur that, you know, you got it out the mud and you were able to, to build it. I like ambition. I need a, I need a hustler. I need someone that can put it together because there are people sometimes that go to school and they don't even put it together in certain ways. And so I just, I need to see that type of, okay, that energy, but ambition, because that's something, you know, regardless of your social status, when you got ambition, like you have a mindset to make it happen. And when you got a mindset to make it happen, that means you're going to research, you're going to do whatever you got to do to get to that end goal. So I'm attracted to that. What about yourself? Yeah. Well, you know, Whitley uh, Gilbert, is that her name from the, a different world? Yeah. She said uh, when Dwayne, whatever, mm-hmm. what did he asked her? He was like, uh, would you ever date a, bro- a poor man? She said no, because, you know, she's looking for basically a vicious man because a vicious man is never poor. That's I don't quote me. But she said something in that type of, you know, vein. Uh, Yes. If I'm a hustler, like I've been a hustler since I was a kid, period. Like we talked about this on past episodes. I was selling magazine covers, selling food in college, snacks around campus, you know, came to New York, was hustling. Like I done came to New York with one suitcase and literally had all this money saved up, like never depending on nobody for help. Like if I'm doing these things as a woman, when I'm a, we're double minorities, you know, black and a woman, then I need my man to be a hustler as well. I need him. We both need to be on the same like wavelength. Like if right. something happened, like if I lose my job or something, I, I would hope my man uh, can hustle enough for both of us. And then if he loses his job, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to be able to hustle for both of us. Like I need that unity. Um, I got homeboys that I like 
lazy man i ain't trying to put these niggas on blast on here so i ain't gonna say their names but i got homeboys that give me every excuse in a book they be like oh man you know as a black man and black man in america you know that's why they have it hard and they struggling and they living with women asking women for money and shit like that and i'm like nigga like you know how many jobs that you could be doing out here, especially if you got kids as a man and you're not trying to hustle with having children? That is terrible. Like, you're a bum to me. I understand that mentally men may be drained and shit and that's why they may not have that in them to hustle. But at the same time, it's like women, us as women, especially black women in America, we get beat on the most. We get no love. Like Malcolm X done said the shit. Like, we, we are very disrespected. And we still be hustling. We still be strong. So I want my man to be out there. I'm on the streets in New York selling my shirts, you know, trying to get my clothing brand, like in the future, trying to sell bras. Like I want a man that that's going to be just as motivated as me. So, you know. Right. I mean, you don't have to do all that shit, but I'm just saying, you don't need to be on the street selling shit. But if he got a career somehow and, you know, he's he's on that lane, then that's all that matters. I got you. And I feel that I, I felt that in my soul. I was you know, preaching, girl. I, was I, preaching. I, I, I felt that in my soul to where we both live in New York City and it's not easy. And so you want somebody that's going to be able to match your hustle because it's just like, shit, I'm out here doing it and I'm getting to it and I'm by myself and I've been holding it down. So you you need to come with that same type of energy and be able to add something to what I got going on and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, niggas be distracted by females too much. That's the problem. It's like, uh, if you don't have the money, why are you up there focusing on women? With me, I know I've been having my down moments in New York City where I was struggling or whatever. I was literally focusing on the bag, focused on like, because I didn't have nobody else to depend on. I ain't had no nigga to depend on. I surely wasn't going to call my parents because my parents would have been like, take your ass back to Texas. I literally was focused. Right. Okay. So focus. So we need a hustler. We need somebody with that ambitious energy that's going to be able to add to whatever we bring to the table. So, all right. Number four. So personality, charisma, those are the things that attract me and what I need in a mate. I, you know, like I need to know that you got, it's a certain energy. Um, it's, it's, it's a certain je ne sais quoi, but just a charisma. And I don't want to say, because we'll get to it on another characteristic. So I'm not going to say what I was about to say, but I need some personality. And even with that personality, you need to demonstrate because and I saw a quote online and it came from this lady. She used to be, I don't even want to say she's a relationship expert because people that are not married got divorced. And and I'm not saying that that can't, can't make her a relationship expert. It's just that, Maybe I wouldn't be looking to her for a relationship. Advice. I won't look at none of these niggas for advice, but go exactly. Ahead. <laughs> but but what what she did say and what does ring true is that interested men act interested. So in your personality, in the energy that I'm getting from you, you're gonna demonstrate that you're interested, and in th those are the things that excite me and turn me on, and oh. that are gonna get me feeding into you as well. You know, so. Oh, so you like a dude to show his interest in you. That's the part of the personality trait you like. What other personality traits you like in a man? We'll get to them, but we have it on this list, but confidence. Uh, we already talked about some traits, intelligence, mm. uh, good conversation. Um, and we'll get to some other things, but personality, just, just having a, 
just having a not an easygoing, but just an open, affable type of personality. Yeah. Like I don't need no moody nigga. And I mm. again, interested men are gonna show you, regardless if they're like in whatever way they demonstrate their things, but they're gonna show you and you're gonna they're gonna make you feel like that. And I feel like we as women, we we do need to be picking up on those signs because interested men, they do act interested. And if if their actions are not indicating, well, read the room, sis. Yeah. When I think of personality, for instance, it's this guy, and I don't know if he's gonna listen to this podcast. Shout out. Me and this dude, we've been, you know, talking for a while. Um, we're not talking now, but it's not, it's never been nothing serious. But he has such a amazing personality. His personality is very big. He's very fun. He's very chill. He's very laid back. Like I have never seen his angry side. Mm. And every time I'm on the phone with this man, like when I have been on a, on FaceTime or on the phone with him, I'm smiling literally. And I'm barely, I'm a tough cookie because you know, I feel like I'm just like my daddy. My daddy's military strict, blah, blah, blah. But like, I literally be on the phone with him and just cheesing and laughing. So someone that has that like easygoing personality, that's like, that's like my type. Whenever he's trying to settle down, if a man seeks his wife now, so if, you know, if he seeks my ass, I'm ready because, you know, the personality is already there. But also, uh, he's also a gentleman. We're, we're going to talk about gentlemen and chivalry. That's all tied into the personality traits that he has. Like this dude came to New York. He has some business to take care of with a film or whatever. And like we went on a date, like he got a car for me to uh, pick me up from my um, apartment. And it was a vibe like the perfect gentleman he came to houston one time he bought me some edibles and you know i don't do uh i don't do the weed like you but like i love oh, cali edibles i love cali edibles like i love their edibles <laughs> and he brought me some the dude live in california okay y'all so even when i went to california for my birthday like i didn't know whether to invite him to my birthday dinner um so i didn't invite him and then he was kind of like like what like why you didn't invite me like i wanted to see you it's just that that whole gentleman that whole swag like everything about this man is like a good quality black man so those personality traits is what i like in a man for sure we shall see child if this is meant to be we shall see <laughs> we'll see girl if he if he add up and he he tabulate to the the, the things that's on this he may, list. he may get taken child i feel like he gonna get taken this nigga's hollywood so he may be taken he but, could sis um so i well, guess at least i had a good time you gotta get competitive i guess got treated like a queen i got treated like a queen for the time being so i don't know right okay so personality having that certain genesis quoi, having that certain energy you know coming with it or to it like really like bringing that manly energy and you know that is super important because you know having that that makes a woman soft, you know, that allows us to be vulnerable and, and let our, our guards down. Like when a man is, you know, walking in those roles and not on no like beat they chest, you know, egomaniac or egotistical, but you know, they come into it with a certain mental disposition. Like you said, they're like affable, they're congenial, like are you using SAT words, child? Well, <laughs> we we college educated, so look it up. <laughs> um, so number five. So going away from, you know, personality and stuff like that, I think I I feel like we're funny. <laughs> I feel like I'm funny. I feel like you're funny. Um, uh, but 
me looking for in a partner like I need somebody that doesn't take themselves too seriously yes, all the time I take myself seriously enough but at the same time I'm the first I'll crack a joke on my own self and I crack jokes at things that are just too pretentious anyway and so you got to have a good sense of humor with me and it's funny because I've been compared to so many things like somebody called me uh Charleston White and I'm like why are you calling me Charleston White like what in my my rhetoric makes me sound like Charleston White and I think it's the way that he emotes or like he's animated on certain stuff uh but this person was also a New Yorker so uh Charleston White is a Southerner. So, I mean, I was raised by a man, so I probably do. I have a few colloquialisms, Southern colloquialisms that come from a man. Um, but all that to say, so I've been compared to Charleston White or uh, the other person I've gotten compared to is like, what's the little character? Riley from Boondocks. But I need somebody that has a good sense of humor that I could just like laugh with, that I can enjoy. Like we could just crack jokes on shit. That's super important to me because that lets me know like I'm comfortable with someone as well when I could just like crack on a ass. Oh, I don't want to be cracked on. I don't like that. Well, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to score on my man, but like, I mean, just like anybody that you love or you care about, like you're going to, you're going to crack on them a little bit, but I, I just, do. I be dealing with a lot of shy men, though, girl. They be uh, a lot of ins a big be insecure child. You know, us women, we be insecure, but men be insecure, too, because, like, I remember this dude, and I was just joking on him a little bit about his chest and his skinny legs, and he no, was just like... that's something... <laughs> <laughs> like he, I was just joking because he had his chest all out, but no. I was cute. And he was just like all in the mirror and shit. I was like, nigga, it, I was just joking a little bit. Like men can be insecure. So I try not to um, be joking, but I do want to do, I don't want to do that's too sensitive though. Like right. I don't want to do that. It's just like you say something and the next thing you know, it's world war three and shit. The nigga being upset, the niggas taking it. A little too too personal. As a Gemini, we kind of like are easy going, and we can let shit go. We kind of like go with the flow. So it it if somebody's stiff don't. and he's just like he's not relaxed and he's just so like sensitive, that's like a turn off to us. Um, because I be thinking that everybody that's sensitive is a serial killer, and I don't know why. I just be thinking that any man that is like a Pisces or a Cancer can chop my ass up in little pieces, and I just well... don't feel safe. Your ass can be blunt too. And so those water signs don't take your blunt directness like with a grain of salt. Like they don't because it's all about delivery and it's all about knowing your audience too to deliver it to. So for sure. Yeah, I'm a little blunt. But what, I feel like I'm blunt with my friends more than with my lovers. You think that? Girl, you ain't never you ain't never dated my ass. Shit, I know you be looking at me as shit, but you... <laughs> You don't know how I am with these men, okay? We need to, we can ask some of these, well, you know, maybe that'd be a fun episode, <laughs> having people that we used to date on the show. <laughs> yeah. That shit would be fun as It fun. would be interesting, for sure. Okay, so have a good sense of humor, know how to take a joke. I, I like that. Somebody that doesn't take shit too seriously all the time. 
another great quality that I need in my mate. I was watching the comedy show this weekend and it made me think of this. But me personally, I need me. I know we've been talking about attributes and characteristics, but to some physical things, I need me a great kisser. You know, I feel like, I don't know, for me, those are things that I look for in a mate as well. Like, because if you got bad breath, if you don't know how to kiss and stuff like that, I'm probably not going to be into you. And it's probably well, we don't know how to tongue kiss. French kiss. Well, I can teach him. But at the same time, you got to have some of the, the bare essentials. Because my thing is, if you're a good kisser <laughs> and the comedy show was like, they were like, you know, the woman was disappointed with this, but thought I was a good kisser. But I feel like if you got, if you're a good kisser, that's the start of great chemistry. That's the start of great buildup. But if you're not, or if you got bad breath, like, it's just not going to work. Mm, yeah. I like men with lips, so that's why I like black men. I can't, I just can't. I got big lips, so it's just like, True. I, I, can't, I don't know how, what What am I going to be kissing <laughs> on if you don't have no lips? Like, sir. Exactly. Got to have some LL Cool J's or something, you know what I'm saying, to, to grab onto. So yeah, black men have that, so, yeah. Love my black man. <laughs> right. I kiss others outside of my race before and I ain't gonna say it was bad um because I've I've met some black men that are bad kissers and they could have all the tools and set up but they just don't they don't have the skill they don't have the mechanics down yeah. and that's important some men, some men are not into kissing and I, I am too I like I need that connection especially I need to before, make out yeah <laughs> I, even before I like you know like hop it on him and drop it like a hottie. Right. No, what's it? Drop it like a thotty. Drop it like a thotty. Right. Before I do all of that, I need Before that. you start kissing on my neck and, and, and all, I, like, need I need to know that you know what to do. That's that connection. It's those, what do you call it? Pheromones or some shit? Yeah, should... it's that build up too because if you got that build up, I feel like as long as you're not, you don't have a nub down there, <laughs> like we got some things that we can work with and uh, kissing is a, a, a good, a key ingredient to chemistry and build up. Seven, we were kind of talking about, you were like, what about somebody's personality or uh, charisma? I like a, a confident man. And you don't have to be the, you know, you don't have to be the richest. You don't have to be the the most like good looking, like, you know, classically good looking or anything. But I feel like confidence can get you so, you know, far. And um, it's nothing like, you know, being with a confident man, confident himself and confident the, the partner that he chose. Mm. Do you think it's the same thing as like being cocky? Like, you know, New York men are very, very confident. No. They can be not cute. They can be cute. Because cocky can be is like arrogance. And like, mm -hmm. I don't want no arrogance that's rude. Like, I don't want arrogant. I don't want cocky. I want confidence. So it's do you different. consider most New York men cocky or confident? Maybe cocky because that's rooted in arrogance. And when we are talking about cocky, it's like superficial things that mm. give them that like money, like, okay, it's cool that you got money, but you can still be a lame with money. So don't, don't get it twisted. You could still be totally whack with money. So no confidence is like a quiet assurance. It's not loud. It's not boastful. It's just the energy that you right. read. Like it's in a way that they carry themselves. It's not yeah. loud. Yeah. I feel you. Okay. So confidence, I need a leader, you know, someone with a good sense of direction that can not only lead themselves, but they could lead a household. They could lead a, they could, they could help guide a mate. Now, you know, nobody's asking you to just 
uh, drive the boat all by yourself because you need a co-captain too. But I need someone that is is confident and that is capable of leading and has a certain security. He is bringing a certain financial security as well. Facts, girl. The financial shit is very important. I don't give a damn what nobody say. We live in America. This is a monopolistic society. Everything is about money. So if you're not financially stable... I can see if, you know, some shit happened when we was together, some shit. But if coming in, like, sir, focus on your priorities, sir. When you get with someone, I want it to be fun. Like, it's not going to be fun if at the beginning of the relationship, we should start dating and you got financial problems and that shit going to be drama. This will be stress. So finances is very important. And um, also, you know, being able to be dependable. Like, a, I just want a man, like, in terms of that leader, a lot of the characteristics within a leader as a man that you can depend on. Like, I remember I was dating this dude in the past and literally, I barely asked this nigga for nothing. First of all, that was sad. Like, as a nigga, like, you should want to make sure your girl is good. You want to feel needed. You want to feel... You know what I'm saying? Because otherwise, what do we need you for? Not to be our home girls. Right. The dude was supposed to take me to the airport and he overslept or some shit. Something happened. I gave him a pass for that one time. And then it happened again. I was like, nigga, I can't even depend on your ass yeah. for something as small as taking me to the airport. You are not the one for me, bro. Because if some real shit happened and I was getting attacked or I was stranded, I couldn't even call on you for help, bro. You know like, what? And, and that shit is free. I'm, that, that don't have any monetary value in terms of asking a, a, a man for help, like to pick me up. Like, what the fuck? Well, so, gas ain't free. Um, gas is not girl, free. Girl, he had gas. He, gas but st- but listen, but I, I 100%, I agree with you because, listen, if I'm stranded and I got a blowout, I need to know that if I call you, you trying to, you want to get, naked with me and you want to do all this type of stuff but if you can't do those types of things like then what do i need your ass for nigga i, right. I learned I got- how to change a tire myself i know right. how to change a tire myself oh you a you a real one girl i don't know you gotta teach when me i time. when i had a car back in the day i my dad taught me how to do it but what i remember now i need a rubber mallet is what i know to to get the tire off because most of the, more than likely, it's like stuck to it. So that's what I know. Girl, I had a man, uh, I remember in New York, one of my old apartments, I had a mouse in my apartment. And this man was scared of the mouse. How are you going to lead us if you're scared to catch the mouse? And you from New York. You see these rats every day? You was raised with rats, sir. I wasn't raised around rats. I was raised in, in the South. Well, you know, I'm not saying everywhere in the South don't have rats. But the, where, the area I was raised didn't have no damn rats. And your ass is all scary and shit. I need a, a leader. I need a manly man. I remember I also, you. I had one other uh, incident where I had a dude, I asked a dude to change like some curtains to get on a louder. And he was like, oh, I don't do stuff like that. I don't fix stuff like that, mm-hmm. sir. All right. So, you know, we talked about being a leader, him being able to provide some level of security and just being handy or dependable. Okay. So number nine, I think, Physical attraction is, uh, it is important. It's not necessarily like the top of the list because I feel like physical attraction, when you have certain attributes and characteristics in place, that's going to add to that too. But it is good to be aesthetically pleasing to your partner uh, or attracted to your partner. So I do believe that's a that's a big thing. And again, I feel like a lot of the characteristics that we mentioned above can also lend to that. 
Is that important for you, a physical attraction? Nah, not really, to be quite honest. Like, I, I give chances to dudes that I felt like that are not attractive. If they have, you know, good careers, they got great personalities. Like, I don't really care. I'm getting older. Like, when I was young, I felt like I was more so into, oh, you know, if he's cute. Oh, I like him because he's attractive and he's this. Um, but now it's just like, if he's tall, that's fine. Because tall means, <laughs> I, I guess, is that person, is that attraction? Because it's not like, he doesn't yeah, have to be like, because, to me. because if he's short, you're not going to be physically attracted to no, him. We may judge me for this shit, but I feel more secure and more safe because I'm a tall, thick girl. So when you're a tall, thick girl, I'm not going to feel comfortable around no short guy. Like, I feel like, I feel more like protected, like by a taller man. That's what I like. Protection. Um, not to say that a short man can't protect me because you know, what a lot if he's short man, you're saying height and solid. That's short girl, that's short girl. How's he? My, I'm a thick girl, like you, you mean like a chubby short nigga? <laughs> like, what like, if he's because what like, if he's I'm a like, girl. like, what if I don't he's know. like five nine, five ten, and he likes stocky and stuff? Stocky, I mean, maybe five ten, maybe five ten can work, but I'm like, my height, like, we're we're the same size, like. I'm going to, I'm not going to feel that protected by you. Like, like, I don't know, but I, I want someone taller than me. It's just a, a whole security What if he's thing. scrawny? I'm, well, that's fine. Like he's taller. Oh, he, he could be like, scrawny. I'm like that's my attraction. I'm not, a for some reason, like the short niggas be liking tall women, but it does not get, get me hot. Right. It does not make me feel safe. It so does if, not turn me on. It's, it, it, it's, it is what it is. So if he's tall he have to be skinny. That would be okay, even though maybe you could like jack him up. You, he's you tall. I don't know. He's tall. He can. And a lot of these, th he's tall. At the end of the day, <laughs> I'm just saying. But I'm saying he don't have to be fine. He could be ugly. He could be ugly and tall. Shit. But, but you're physically attracted to taller men. It's a protection thing. Yes, I okay. feel protected. And, right. um, that's the only physical attribute because he doesn't even have to be fine I dated a lot of dudes in New York City that wasn't attractive like I mean uh, they weren't attracted to compared to the southern man that I have dated and I'm okay with that like if you have that personality you got a good job got a career a lot of women don't give a fuck about honestly a lot of women out here don't even care about height they don't care about looks. If the man got money, you know, the man can provide. That's all a lot of bitches care about because we are getting older. Right. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? And I mean, maybe maybe a year from now, I may not even give a damn if a nigga short. Shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to see if you get to that because when I say physical attraction, it doesn't mean that they have to be like some pretty boy. It just means that you are attracted to them and whether it's, you know, I do want some physical attraction but a lot of times some of the traits that again that we mentioned above you being god-fearing you being an intelligent you being a hustler ambitious a go-getter you know what i'm saying a lot of these things are going to give you different points and so when i say physical attraction i mean you just got to be i got to be attracted to you and so it's it's whatever qualities that you have on top of physical but i'm not saying that you know we're like solely basing things off of looks at all when i say that no because... no i wasn't saying that child i'm saying that for me it don't yeah. matter like you don't have to be cute you don't have to be cute to me as long as you're tall and you, <laughs> and you you're a provider like i don't care i'm dating a dude that he looked like 
the holiday season is coming up. Christmas coming up. You what's that movie with the skeletons that they was dead and shit mm-hmm. for the Nightmare Before Christmas? Tim, Tim Burton's <laughs> the, the nigga looked like the lead character. He looked just like the lead character, and I was giving that nigga a chance. He looked like he wasn't even from our lifetime. It like he was from the afterlife, and I was you know open because he was tall. He was tall. Yes. But he was a tall you man. felt like, and you felt yeah, like he, he was could a teacher. You. He had a good job. Yes. I felt okay. like he, could, he used to play uh, football in, in school and shit. So he should have been able to protect my ass if he was an athlete. I'm just saying, but he he messed it up for himself. But I'm, I was open to, you know, I didn't care what nobody was going to say. You know, me walking in the streets with my man that was from the afterlife. I didn't care. Right. Listen, I, I've dated dudes where, you know, my homegirls wouldn't necessarily approve. Da, 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 da. But again, it's about your physical attraction, your physical chemistry, your chemistry with that other person, because only, you know, all the attributes and things that they got going on. So I want to chime in because the crazy thing is this dude that um I'm talking to right now, he's like very attractive. But it's not turning me on because of his personality. So it's just like that whole attraction. And, and it's crazy because he talks to me. He'd be like, man, I'm a good looking dude. And it's I, not hard I, for me to get one. Okay, so that's a turn off right there. That's a turn off. Because to me, I've dated like New York City dudes where they feel like their physical attraction sometimes is like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not a woman, bro. I'm not into no man, like considering a man for a long haul. If like you viewing yourself like that, I'm just not. And if that's what you think, like you should be passing because you're attractive, like, bro, I don't give a fuck. Cause it be <laughs> lots of broke, good looking dudes all the time. And I'm, I don't need that in my life. Like City Girl said, I don't, I don't need no broke dick. Like, this, I don't need no, no handsome dude with no, like, I'm good on that. So, you know, looks are relative. So when I say physical attraction, I just got to be physically attracted to you. And again, yeah. your mindset can do that. You know, maybe you funny looking to some people, but maybe I'm like, mm, he is something about him. But physical attraction is important because at the end of the day, when you have a partner and you're long haul, like I've read something a long time ago but they were just like you do want to be physically attracted to your partner because you know down the line when y'all get on each other's nerves and all that <laughs> you do still want to be able to look at them and be like you know what <laughs> you you work in my nerves but I still like the sight of you boy I still like the sight uh... of you also, lastly, with the physical attraction, my question to you, does that also re- regard like weight? Like, do you want a man in shape? Do you want a man? Are you OK with the chubby man? Like I've had men that are not all the way in shape. I've had small men. I've had, you know, men that maybe, uh, you know, they didn't have a six pack. I've dated fine men too that did. But it just it ultimately it boils down to the person. And again, I've been physically attracted to people that maybe my friends wouldn't necessarily see, like they wouldn't see me with that person or, but it's not about them. It's about what I like or like ultimately how this person makes me feel or how I feel when I'm with, with this person. So typically, um, no, they're not always, especially in New York city. I ain't met no fine men there like that. I ain't like, I've, I've like very few to where they find like, like a baller fine, like a footballer fine. Like, like you ain't get that's that more your in the type, South. Like a football, like no, my, it's when not. I, 
Well, my, my type, type my type is is pretty much the same but like my type like man that i just be like mm, you know even if he's not fine and he i like dudes that are like a uh, stocky kind of like you know big body like you know because i'm a, a a thick girl so i like a dude that's kind of bigger than me like a big body like a thick guy i love thick men i like a I taller like man dude with a, than me for sure i like you a man with a fat it. ass i don't like them if they too hippie <laughs> I don't like all I don't want the hips. I like the ass. I like the spanker. I, I don't want no hips. I don't want no ass. I don't want You don't want to spank a man? I like spanking a man in the I ass. mean, I will. And I, I like do. Grabbing a, and I'm going to grab it regardless, you know, whether it's little or big. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. let me let me stop. But um, you know what? I've always been all over the board. Um, But like the ones that like have my heart, I don't know because I. I liked a goofy that was in New York City at one point and he was scrawny and it's not like he was like super tall or like fine and just, you know, one of these little cocky, arrogant people. And I'm like, why did I even? So I can say that it it can go across the gamut because it's ultimately it's more than just physical It's some, you know, some other attributes that add to it and make you like, Hmm, I like this person. But at the same time, you do need to have a a healthy dose of physical attraction. So whether that is, they got a fine body, they tall, they thick, you know, you, you know, Mm -hmm. you feel safe. Like, you know, they got titties. I'm okay with niggas with titties. We could suck on each other titties. I'm okay. I'm gonna leave it alone. You dated a man with titties before? He had big nipples. Yeah, he did. I ain't never met a man with big nipples before. You sure he wasn't trans? He, he, I don't know. He had big nipples and he had a, well, he had big areolas and he had I ain't a, never met a man with big areolas. I'm just saying, girl, he could have been, you know, transitioned. That I happened guess. to my home, girl, but that's another story. That's, <laughs> that's another, another story. That's another story another for episode. another day. Yeah. We're going to bring her on the show. Okay, so physical attraction. You know, we need to have some level of physical attractiveness. And then number 10, for me, something that is a big, like, turn on for me is a practical man. You know, I like I like creativeness. I like, like, inventiveness. But I enjoy a practical man, too, that, that can even just talk me off the ledge when I'm flying off the handle. Um, mm. I need somebody that's kind of calming, that's kind of, like, practical and has good conflict resolution skills. Because I realize, like... A lot of people be will add some fuel and some gasoline to the fire. I need oh, somebody. Lord, girl. I need. Not like you need a therapist, girl. You, what confrontation you be going through? No, I'm just simply saying that, you know, sometimes, especially in this day and age where women get pitted against men and there are all these different discussions, you know, it's some men out here that feel like they just as much entitled to X, Y, Z. And I've dated some New York men that were, you know, definitely like that. And so when I say that, like, when I think about practical and like calm and collected, my father is like the epitome of that to me. All right. So I want a man that has a a common effect and that he's just stable um, Mm -hmm. in that sense, like very practical, pragmatic, can think through problems, has good conflict resolution skills. And it's important in a partner. Uh, If you know that maybe you're a certain way, you need somebody. I may be a little bit more emotional. I need somebody that's a little bit more uh, even tempered and uh, cool headed. That's me. I don't know. 
I feel you on that too. My dad is the same way. Like my mom is very much like she gets stressed easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my dad is like someone that she can go to and he can like calm her down. Like, okay, no, this is what we're going to do. Like, for instance, like we talked about like when my grandmother passed, it was a lot of stress onto us. And then my mom was so stressed out. Like even when my, my grandmother had cancer, she was like, how are we going to pay this? And how are we going to do this? And, and all this other stuff. She was like literally having a breakdown. My dad was like, forget all of that. You know, this is what we're going to do my dad found like he found a way we paid for my grandmother treatment up until she died when the funeral came we managed to get our money together we paid for the funeral and my dad was like the leader in all of that to where it kind of lessened my mom's like stress so I feel like that's very important as well and and a mate and a partner Mm -hmm. yeah so those are my thoughts and you know those have been my experiences and so that's how I know like what I would need and what I would gravitate towards. I need my man to be cool headed because sometimes, you know, as calm and cool as I be thinking I am, nah, I get anxious sometimes. And so having a partner that can be that, that calming uh, force, that's important to me. Have you ever had that with a partner? Cause I feel like I have never in my life had a partner that was, you know, concerned about my well-being in terms of had been through a lot in New York City. You have been through a lot in New York City. And I never met like a guy in New York City that like when I was going through things like he has found like solutions to the problems or, you know, he had that calming spirit. Like with these like New York dudes, Um, I don't know if it's just because the the culture and the woman in New York, they tend to, you know, do a lot of things on their own and they're, you know, they don't really depend that much on man compared to, you know, how I was raised. I was, you know, we always depend on my dad and, you know, just the Southern living. Like if something is broke, I'll get a man to do it, you know, like, you know what I mean? So like, it depends I don't know on if you had those experiences in New York City dating. I have. I have. Um, yeah, I have. I've had dudes that, you know, now I uh they wasn't always cool and calm. And I've had hot headed too. But you know, I can think about when I was dating, you know, uh, a Nigerian man. We now we ain't always see eye to eye, but he was always definitely open to helping me solve problems always down to help me and whatever that looked like, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and bring something to the table. And so um, I have seen that exhibited for, and I, and I, I've, I've had somebody to look out for me in that type of way. Um, Again, now, were they always calm, cool and collected? No, but they kind of match my fire in that sense. But they were always still very optimistic. They just had a good a good disposition to where that energy rubbed off on me. And so them just being like, hey, you know, we're going to get through this. Like, don't don't worry. Don't stress yourself. Like having that reassurance, that's important. And then he and he showed up and he showed me, too. So, yeah. So, you know, those that that's the rundown those are some of the you know core qualities that we're looking for in mates and yeah so that's gonna bring us to our grits pick of the week so grits pick of the week this actually came from social it is a teen a louisiana teen business owner and i was impressed by this person's story and just because again it's louisiana and um they're a teenager they're a young man and he has a snow cone business it's 
a gentleman by the name of Zane Clayton and so made six figures after starting his snow cone business just 16 years old. Now he is opening his third location. So Damn. just a couple of quick things. And this came from the Instagram account, uh, Black Success Today. So the meltdown snowballs is what it's called with the flair for flavor and a passion for perfection. Six figures, high school student entrepreneur managed to open his third location in less than two years of opening. Zion Clayton or Z Clayton started his very first snow cone snowball business, the meltdown snowball at just the age of 16. And now is set to open his third location. And so uh, Zane's message was through hard work, dedication, and a dash of creativity, my snowball stand, the meltdown snowballs flourished, setting a shining example for my peers and, and inspiring others to chase their dreams, no matter how frozen they may seem. So today's zine story stands as a, a testament to the power of determination and innovation and providing that with the right vision and a sprinkle of ambition, anyone can turn their high school days into a sweet frozen success story. So I thought that that was super cool. Um, the fact that this is a young man, not even, you know, legal drinking age and is set to open his third business in Louisiana. Uh -huh. Girl, if the kids can be hustling and these grown men can be hustling as well. And that's what we talked about earlier and what who we want. That's all I'm saying. Go ahead, right. young man. Right. You know, it's all about finding the gaps and 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 finding out where you are misrepresented. And um sometimes it's not about reinventing the wheel, but just, you know, surveying the landscape to see, well, how how can I get more, how can we get more representation? Obviously, there's a need here. So how can we put our hat in the ring? You know, why not me? So that ambition, that hustle, that creativity, that mindset and that intelligence, this little guy, he not even a college graduate. And but it's that ingenuity and it's that hustle and it's that mentality to to teach yourself. So we dig it. So shout out to Zane Clayton, our grits pick of the week. Mm -hmm. And on that note, our gem of the week is, you know, we all have these different platforms now. And so I feel like if we don't speak out against some of the injustices going on in the world, then we are just as complicit in the atrocities that are being condoned. And so on that note, peace, peace. Make sure you go check us out on all streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean, YouTube. All right, y'all stay tuned.